through baseball. We love you. We don't know if you love us back, but you need to make this game faster. For the sake of us, for the sake, for the most part, of future fans. Don't let this game get to the point where people are calling it dead. They are, they are currently saying the game is dying, but does that mean it has to get to the point of dead? Sincerely, double A of high voltage. So in a nutshell, that's what today's episode is. And with that being said, we can get into the first aspect of it. Why is this an issue? Baseball typically needs to be around, you know, two and a half, maybe two hours and 40 minutes. It's been like that, that kind of, that range since like the 1960s, 1970s. Unfortunately, well actually I shouldn't even say that. I don't, I think it's the 90s. I'm not sure we have data that, that far. But today it's more, more or less like three hours and 10 minutes. That's terrible. And why is this an issue? Because people, and I'm talking about Western, uh, not Western Coast, Eastern Coast games, and this might apply for those on watching in their time zone, but people go to bed too late. You have a 7 o'clock start time, again, for your certain time zone, and it goes all the way out to 10.30, maybe 11 o'clock some nights. That should not happen. People are also bored. That's just a known fact. There's going to be people out there that don't like the game of baseball. But they criticize even more for the pace of it. And there's ways for you to turn that fortune around. Now, I know you're not going to be as electric, as exhilarating, as action-focused as squash, football, basketball. Now, those can be slow with instant replay, can be slow with timeouts, but at the end of the day, baseball just doesn't have that action constantly because those pitches, you don't have to swing at every pitch, and not every pitch that you swing at is a ball in play. Or even if you make contact, yeah, it's a foul ball. So what are you getting excited about? About the balls in play. That's certainly going to be an issue in which has to deal with how the hitters approach the plate and that's not something I'm going to talk about that much but it is something I might as well state right now the way in which baseball is being played of the home run walk and strikeouts kind of killing the game because with home runs people like home runs but at the same time it is more exciting to see a triple and inside the park home run stolen bases and you don't see a lot of that today in part because of analytics I'm not gonna lie but this, but you do have a whole lot of coaches and and they're analytically driven in that you should try to drive the uh, the ball out of the park, not even risk it being caught or being stranded at second base. We want to score as many runs as possible. You get your butt on home, drive that ball out of the park, or you don't have the right pitch. Okay, don't risk it. Will take the base with the opportunity of scoring a run. But then the strikeout's the killer. You know, a lot of pitchers these days do have 10 strikeout games or even 9 or 8 strikeout games. And that just can't happen. 
That just that just can't happen. You gotta have a lot of balls in play for the fans to be excited. So that's why if fans are getting bored, there's a, there's reasons why that I'm about to explain. But that's one reason why the lack of balls in play, which might have to do with the baseball, which is a separate topic, might have to do with the hitter's approach. Maybe pitchers are in fact getting better. Maybe analytics aren't impacting the game a bit too much. A lot of things go into that, but that is a separate conversation. But a known fact is that, yeah, people are bored with baseball. Next one is kids, the future of the game. Are they bored? Yeah, they're probably also bored, but they're bored in part because they have a low attention span, right? Like if there's, you know, pop-up followed by chopper, two outs, they they don't even want to stick with the third out probably, you know? Or you might have a walk, strikeout, caught stealing, which is kind of exciting, kind of. Base hit, pitch, uh, mound visit, pick off, pick off. They already changed the channel. It's too slow. So pick off is, yeah, another issue, but not that's a tricky one. I'm not sure if I'm going to necessarily get into that too much. But yeah, kids have a low attention, but they want to see action. They want to see doubles and triples. Uh, they want to see good fielding plays, diving plays. And unfortunately, baseball cannot always give them that because it is so specific. And a lot of things need to go right for that to happen. And you can't guarantee that on every play. Here we go. That That's a, all of that. All what I just said is why baseball has a pace problem. And it's the only sport that doesn't end with 0-0-0. Football can end in a tie. Basketball, you do need overtime, to which then it's an extra five minutes. Hockey, it's almost like a sudden death. I think it's 10 minutes, maybe it's 20 minutes of overtime. With tennis, it's a tiebreaker. With baseball, it's just whoever scores first, which could go in the 18th inning. It could. I mean, we saw the Padres and Dodgers with a runner on second base, have you? To start the half in the half inning, go to the sixteenth inning. So you don't have a time limit. Okay, that can that can be a good thing. It's unique, but instead of cutting it off after a certain point, you're doing so on your own terms, and that may take up another two or three hours. When an overtime in football, basketball, hockey, tennis might take half an hour not even that's a problem and i will get into that so again baseball the pace has been rising they finally implemented something in the pitch clock but they need to take a lot more into account and a lot needs to be considered going through this season and this off season so the first one is the pitch clock it is going to be implemented and it has been implemented i mean it's kind of you know, dawning on me that like we do have baseball because I was going into, you know, beginning of March, like, I don't know if we're going to have baseball on time and, you know, have baseball all the way up and through May. But, yeah, baseball has a pitch clock. And that's one of the biggest things they could have done. A bit too late, though. I mean, if, if you lost people last year because the game's not going fast, I'm not sure if you're going to pull them in this year. Because of the pitch clock. You might have lost them for good. 
So they were kind of late on it. The fact of the matter is, is that you have it in spring training games. You have it in the minor leagues. Why did you do it in regular season major league games now? And if you don't know, it's 14 seconds with no one on base for the pitcher to throw the ball. And 18 seconds when they do not. Uh, when they have a runner on base, excuse me. The one thing, though, and I'm still, you know, kind of confused about because I haven't gone to a game yet, is that does it reset after a pickoff? Because then the pitch clock is technically infinite with a man on base. Easy with without. But when you have an exchange between one runner and a pitcher, does it keep going and going and going? Like, you're going to reset. Because then you have the, the same problem, pickoffs. And you're going to, what, have to limit them? And if you limit them, you're basically giving the runner a free base. All they have to do is just be safe up until that limit has been reached. So that's good. That It's a good start. It's late. But they're really going to have to tinker around with, with this and hope for the best. Uh, it's a, like, I, like I said, it's what they needed. It's the first thing that comes to mind. But they are late. And now they're going to probably have to pay the price of how how are we going to truly implement this and have it be um, part of our game for the long term future. The next one is instant replay. Now you might be saying, you know, they have instant replay. It's good. It last year was terrible. Last year was just like, what? Why are you using instant replay? And you're still wrong. That was inexcusable. Like especially the Alec Bohm non-slide at home in Atlanta went to instant replay and they were like oh no he, yeah he touched home yeah right good one maybe they were bribed um we actually don't know but you never know the point is here is that when it comes to instant replay no matter how bad they were last year I'm going to assume that everything else was fine towards the end of it and it's going to be fine for this year and beyond they just take up too much time in instant replay instant replay also needs to have a clock of their own. Like if a, if a pitcher needs to be told, hey, you need to pitch it within these amount of seconds, how about we get it going with these instant replay officials or those in New York as people like to quote-unquote, you know, oh, yeah, they're talking to New York right now. Who are they talking to? What are you talking about? We don't know who these people are, but we do know for one thing, they are slow people. And I don't want, I don't, they need to take time into account here. And I don't think they do. So instant replay needs to have a clock too. I think 1 minute and 30 seconds. 2 minutes at most is that. that That's it. Instant replay, I saw, I've seen it go 7 minutes before. Like once they put the headset on, they should have 90 seconds until they take it off. If you cannot come up with a conclusion within that 90 seconds with as many camera angles as you have, it's probably not conclusive enough to overturn it anyway. Stay with the call on the field and let's move on. You may have some bad calls, but I'd rather save the extra two, three, four minutes with each time you go to instant replay than potentially getting it wrong and wasting five minutes of my life. Thank you very much. Next one is, is, this was actually kind of surprising to me. I listened to WIP, and they I love that they dedicated a day to talking about improving the game. Because, you know, they were 
mostly about Sixers. They're always about Eagles, but they took up a whole day to talk about what's wrong with baseball. That's how much these personalities love baseball. And the callers kept saying it, as well as the host, that the batter needs to stay in the batter's box. And they need to be ready for any pitch as soon as possible. Now, the pitch clock might help reinforce this, but I didn't realize this until this was brought up on this show, at this at, at, on this day. The batters do have a ritual, kind of like a tradition, kind of like a superstition, which if you haven't seen that episode, go check that one out, where they just mess around with their batting gloves. Okay, they take a pitch. Okay, I got to step out. Fix up. All right, let's let's hit again. You don't need to take up five seconds, six times, maybe even ten times. That's a that's a lot of time. You times that by some hitters for their team, the opponent. Oh my God, no thank you. The, with the pitch clock, I think it might help with this, but at some point, it's not all about the pitchers. It's a two way street, mono. On mono chess match between the pitcher and the hitter, both of them are taking too much time trying to get the other off, and it's and it's just the fans are not they shouldn't have it anymore. It's already a chess match between what pitches you throw and whether you swing or not. It doesn't have you know we don't need all the shenanigans with stepping off the mound and stepping out of the batter's box, calling for time. Like, I know hitting is difficult as it is, but if you're a great hitter, you should be able to tell yourself, I got this. And you should know that at any given point, I am better than the pitcher, no matter who that pitcher is. Stop with the shenanigans. The hitter needs to be ready as soon as possible. And if they're not, let the pitcher throw it. Don't You can't call for time. Sorry, but I'm not sorry about that. Need to Need to move the game along here. Okay, we're talking about future fans that are not watching the game because of how slow your rituals are. And it's not just you, but your peers. They don't need to be seeing that after every single pitch. Just stay in the batter's box. There's nothing wrong with your gloves. And let the pitcher move along in the, in the, in the at-bat. Now, here's the thing. Another thing is... When guys get called from the bullpen, they warm up in the bullpen, and then they come out, they're replacing somebody, they get more pitches on the mound. Why? They loosen their arm in the bullpen. Why are they loosening their arm more on the mound? Is it just because, oh, we need to get use of this mound? Well, we haven't thrown on this specific mound. So what? You've thrown on an MLB mound before. You've thrown on a mound in a stadium before i know it's not the exact difference between that and the bullpen but why are you throwing all these pitches when you just came out of the bullpen and threw it so i think and and trust me i've seen a lot of baseball part of my job last year and even to extent this year with with the company that i currently work for is watching baseball games and we collect data through these baseball games and Watching MLB games means that you literally have to sit there um, and, and see the commercials, see different camera angles. And the funny thing is, is that you literally see what is happening during those commercials. You see 
guys walking from the bullpen to the mound. You see guys warming up. You see maybe the shenanigans with the mascot here and there. We see that. And let me tell you something. When a guy replaces someone and they come from the bullpen, they take up a lot of time. Not only do I think they need to take three pitches at most on the mound to warm up. Because again, they warmed up in the bullpen already. They they should be ready to go. But if they are like, I want to get used to this mound and, you know, if I want to face hitters, it's not the same thing as throwing the bullpen. Okay, fine. You get three pitches. I don't need five. I don't need six. I don't need ten. I don't need ten. Someone someone just came out. You were in the bullpen. Let's have some, be considerate to everyone else here. They also need to run from the mound. Heath Bell in the 2010, maybe 2009, was in Arizona. He ran from the bullpen to the mound. He slid. He didn't didn't have to do that. And I'm not suggesting that really pitchers have to slide to the mound, but he ran from the bullpen. I like that. Why are you jogging? Why are you walking to the mound when literally we we want to see baseball? You are the reason that we are not watching more baseball. You are holding us up. We have to watch more commercials because you are taking your time, throwing more pitches on the mound, and you're walking to the mound from the bullpen. It's ridiculous. So that's definitely something else I would implement. And again, I've seen all this. I, I, I guess I didn't pay attention to the batters too much because I was too busy collecting data. But when it comes to lead pitches, I'm like, okay, you know, I could take like a, a little bit of a mini break because of these lead pitches coming on in. They took their time. I Maybe one or two made an effort to sprint to the mound. But again, I don't understand why they took as many pitches as they do. I mean, it's not good for their arm, I, I think. And they don't run. Like, shouldn't you get your adrenaline up? You're about to head into a major league game here. I guess they're too big for the moment. No, too, they're, uh, their egos are too big. But I think we all understand the point here that I'm making. Now, to reflect this, now this is not going to go over well with baseball, and they definitely have a better understanding of how advertising works than I do. But with the pitch clock already in- implemented, that was by them. Instant replay needs a clock. That that would be by me. Batters need to stay batter's box. I'm going to give credit to the fans on that one, implemented by me if I was commissioner. We pitchers running and throwing not that many pitches on the mound once they're called upon. That's three implemented by me. To reflect all this, to, to reflect the time which you save by implementing these three things, these new things that you have not implemented yet, and you probably won't anytime soon, you should cut the commercials and the time which they're on in between innings. The only reason that commercials are on this long is because people at home don't need to see the fielders warm up. They don't need to see the pitcher warmed up. When they cut back to commercial, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, now we're ready to go. You know, the batter's about to get into the batter's box. Uh, the pitcher's, you know, about to talk to the catcher. Everyone's all set and ready to go. You can probably cut a minute or two, probably two, and we can have that same result. Plus, Here's, here's the other thing, to uh, to get back to my point of reflecting upon the minutes that I saved here. The feeders don't need to take up this long to warm up. Like, they warmed up before the game. They warmed up in the top of the first inning, in the bottom of the first inning. 
pitchers, starting pitchers, I might as well say this about starting pitchers, when they warm up, they don't need, like, going into the uh, top of the first inning, bottom of the first inning, I understand that. I, I understand that. But when it comes to the fourth inning, fifth inning, why do you need to warm up with, like, seven or eight pitches? Take up three, take up four. The fielders should be good to go. Even those coming off the bench should be good to go if they take, you know, one or two warm-up grounders, fly balls if they're in the outfield. We can save some commercial time. We can end the game early by not having to warm up this long. Maybe there's some health data and analysis that they back all this up with, but I think it's bullcrap. I really do. I play baseball. I know I'm not a professional, but I don't see the logic behind warming up as long as they do before the half inning starts in the middle and end of the game. I don't understand that. In the beginning, I get it. You want to get it going. Okay, top of the second, bottom of the second. All right, fine. Third, debatable. The fourth, fifth, the sixth, the seventh, eighth, and ninth, that's where I'm like, do you really need to warm up for that long? Pitchers and infielders. When it comes to a relief pitcher, again, if they've been waiting, they're warming up with the bullpen. Why do they need to go back on the mound and repeat that, those same amount of pitches when their arm already is loosened up, throwing actual pitches? I don't even repeat myself. So in the midst of doing all that, we cut commercial time. War, fielders don't need to warm up this long. Pitchers don't need to warm up this long. And we probably saved ourselves a total of like six or seven minutes an entire game of commercials because, again, they don't want us to see the guys warm up. If they did, then why do we have that many commercials? And I think they would still be fine with, with money anyway. They have a lot in their pockets, the owners and MLB, and plus, like, they could still maintain, like, oh, okay, with this company, we're going to have to cut you out, like, like two or three times, but we can put it in, we can put it, in. like, they can maneuver and find ways to make it work with companies and advertisers that uh, they might cut to reflect the moves that I'm making here. They will figure it out. I'm not worried about that. The next one has to do with batters. So we take we took a little bit of a break there talking about commercials, talking about warming up and fielders and pitchers. Now we get back into the hitters. The hitters who are on deck. Again, I see this is another thing I, I, I cringe seeing when I'm recording data. I see a guy strike out, or I see a guy pop up. I get I guess with any result that happens, whether it's an out, home run, the batter on the on deck circle takes their time. Especially with the strikeout, like the ball's being thrown around. Like, why do we need the ball to be thrown around? As if it's like a hot potato. With ground ball, same thing. Home runs, why why get to walk? Sprinting is a bit weird. I mean, I'm not saying to hurt yourself. But the hitter, the hitter on deck should be ready to go. Once the guy who hit the home run touch home play. Or if he pops up, gets caught, okay, I want you standing near the batter's box. As long as you're not interfering with the play in question. Like, they should be like, yo, let's go. Like, they they, they take their dally old good time from the batter's box. No, no, from the on-deck circle to the batter's box. And it's just like, you take up an extra 10, 15 seconds. Because, again, if they were there much, much earlier... The 
midfielders wouldn't be spreading the ball around. They do that to give a, the batter the chance to to lily daddle, to take their, the, their time. Sure, one thing may not lead to the other. Maybe the hitter takes their time because the fielders are throwing the ball around. But if one thing was quicker, if the hitter got to the batter's box, or if the fielders didn't throw the ball around, the other one would have to react appropriately. So whichever one it is, I'm going to say for the hitter, because I see a lot of hitters just like, oh, they see the ball where it's going. Oh, okay. And then they start walking up to the bass. I'm like, if the ball is in the pitcher's hands or it's within the infield, I understand from the outfield, you know, for some from some reason, pitchers like to change the ball out once it like hits the outfield grass or like when it's not a foul ball or a home run, sometimes they like to change the ball out. Never truly understood that, but they they were kind of weird, as well as the hitters with their changing the gloves and doing it over and over again. But the hitters in the batter's box, you are not exempt from this. I I'm holding you accountable, as well as the fielders. I don't know which one is more to blame, but no doubt in my mind, you need to tell yourself, okay, my teammate just got out. He popped up to third base. Let's keep it going. Let's keep the show on the road. I want to hit. Why do I have to take up an extra 5 or 10 seconds thinking to myself about something? I don't know. Never understood it. Pick all attempts. So I, I like I said, I don't know how I'm going to go about this. I brought, I said that earlier. But they do slow the game down. And so do rejections. Unfortunately, there's really nothing you can do about that. Ejections slow the game down because you have a long interaction between the umpire and the manager. It may take like two minutes, three minutes. And literally, you might say, double, we'll just talk about minutes here. Yeah, but they add up. The little things add up. Three minutes here, two minutes here, 30 seconds there. And then you times that for every two, three, three innings or maybe half innings. It's a big difference on the average of the length of games, which has again increased steadily. I think now it's almost three hours and ten minutes. So I don't know how to change that. I can't tell managers, hey, you know, don't argue ball, balls and strikes or don't create a scene. They're going to do whatever the hell they want. I know that. It's almost like a First Amendment thing, you know, like oh, we're trying to speed the game up. Yeah, don't don't do what you usually do, or we're going to restrict you of certain duties. Yeah, they're not going to have that. Especially when most of them are old school. And they've seen guys like Bobby Cox and Buckshaw Walter. Not Buckshaw Walter. Um, um, Earl Weaver get ejected a lot. So that's kind of like out the window right there. But then when it comes to pickoff attempts, again, if you limit it, if you limit it, limit it, <laughs> limit it, then you have a situation where the runner is so much in a better position that he might as well just take second base if the pitcher throws over three times and that's the limit then the runner knows that they're not going to throw over because going the fourth time is some type of punishment so with ejections it's more of a first amendment issue i mean even even if uh you tell the umpires hey you know they'll even come out and discuss anything with them or don't eject them well that's going to even create longer because the managers are going to say what they want and vent it off 
And if they don't eject them, then they're going to have more times than the manager's going to come out because they're still in the game. I forgot to say that part. But yeah, again, you understand what I'm throwing down, that it's just so hard to implement something for these two aspects that really do slow the game down. We're talking about a disadvantage advantage for the pitcher and runner, and then we're talking about managers doing just whatever the hell they want. I mean, you could send a memo, I guess. But sometimes, even like I remember Aaron Boone, sometimes he gets the guys fired up to see their manager ejected. So it's not something, there's really, fortunately, nothing you could do with that one. So you, it's something to consider. Like, okay, like I want to see options for each one, how to tackle it. But for right now, there's really nothing much you can do about that. So then they. They had this rule for, I don't know if it was the last two years or last year only, but the runner on second base to start extra innings was done with as part of the CBA agreement. Here's the question, though, because it's completely done with. How can you ensure a game doesn't go into the 14th inning or later? Trust me, I'm not a huge fan of the runner starting on second base in extra innings. But it probably did make the games go faster. And I know you still did have San Diego and the Dodgers. That I, I couldn't believe happened. And I probably was sleeping all the way to, you know, <laughs> like I probably woke up 7 o'clock that day. The game probably ended just three hours earlier, you know. And uh, in, in San Diego, that's only 1 o'clock for them. Which then when, when I woke up, it was 4 a.m. But that's neither here nor there can't have a home run derby to end extra innings. I know they, they did that just because the All-Star game. Okay, fine. I don't really care that much about the All-Star game, but that was a great way to end games in the 10th inning. And there was a lot of games that ended in the 10th inning. The only reason why I would say I didn't like the run on second is because it just felt so unfair to the pitcher. Like, I know it wasn't an earned run, but they still had they still allowed a run which is a stat, runs allowed, versus earned runs. So I'm not, I guess on a statistical standpoint, but then they got charged with a loss, which I know we have valued wins less. We've also valued losses less, but it still counts for something. Like we blame the pitcher who gets the loss, don't we? And with the runner on second, you, you can't blame that on the losing pitcher. So it's a it's a it's it's a small point, not really that much of a relevant point. But other than that, I really didn't mind the runners turning second. I thought it was kind of creative, but then again, when it comes on a statistical standpoint, yeah, I was kind of you know, I'm not sure about that. So they are, but again, I don't know this. I don't know if um if the numbers back up, games that went to extra innings ended faster. I don't know that because you, again, you, and if you take out the outlier of San Diego and Los Angeles, what's the average then of games that went into the tenth inning or later? Because I really do believe that most of them did end in the tenth inning or the eleventh inning, and now you're going to see games end in the thirteenth or fourteenth and fifteenth and sixteenth because they're just not having any offense. There's no strategy with the runner on second, which actually. With the run on second, I felt like it brought the bump back a little bit. 
Look, if you're the home team and you're able to stop the away team from scoring, you want that runner to get on third with one out. Or you need to tie the game at the very least. You got to get that run to, to keep yourself alive. So that's where I'm just like, I, I feel like the pros outweighed the cons with the runner on second. And again, the cons were just small statistical standpoints that probably don't mean a lot. Unless you're a diehard baseball fan who's just so old school with the runs allowed and the losses. But then, yeah, what I care about here, before I go on another tangent, is just the time. And if you had no runs on base, starting in the 10th inning and every subsequent inning, if you want games to go faster, then by keeping extra innings the way that it was previously, how can you make it faster? I understand that not every game is going to go to extra innings, but when it does, which is, I would think happens on a, a, on a at a rate that is probably higher than you think. So in in those circum in, in those situations, what are you going to do? Because outliers of an eighteen to nineteen count towards the average. It's just one game, but it counts. And fans are probably not going to be happy when you know they 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 watch a twenty inning game and they lost. When shit ended in the 11th. So that's definitely something I think they're going to come back and regret. They can always implement it back. Maybe the players didn't like it. I don't know like who was the proponent of getting rid of it. But I felt like that was something they could have kept in the regular season. And saved themselves from marathon of games. Especially when they're going to have to compress a lot of the games um, early on. And possibly in the summer. Maybe I don't know how they're going to compress games, but they miss. They're, they're starting a week later, so you got to figure out a way. Unless you make the season end a week later and compete another week with football, but you need to figure out a way to just end these games as soon as possible. And with the double headers, likely at some point, with rain delays and what have you, you're going to have. Games that go to extras and you're going to be tired because you played one early in the day, like really tired. Or you played a game in extras and now you have another one. That's where the run on second base could really help with the with that, with the double headers because they're no longer seven innings. And that's fine. I mean, that the seven innings just remind me of my little league days. But when it comes to the run on second base, it can help out a ton. In the playoffs, I'm not for that. and no And no one really should be for that either. Whoever playoffs going into the twenty inning situation I mentioned earlier, that's postseason baseball. I, I I don't know what else to tell you. That's where you you lay everything on the line. Even if you got no legs left, that's just postseason baseball. But in the regular season, it's one game out of one hundred sixty-two. Somebody calculate that percentage. It's not even one percent. We don't need one one sixty-tooth of a game going twenty innings. We don't. For the fans, for the players the managers and the umpires, employees, we don't need that long of a game. And the, uh, the man on second base would have helped with that. Now, I, I say all this, this is my final point, telling baseball, please do not do any changes that make the game faster that also change the fundamentals of the sport. Keep the game intact. Do Stay to the core of baseball. Do not try and make it a whole different product than you already have. 
because when it comes to the home run home run derby idea that you put in extras for the all-star game if it's something like that anything like that incorporated in the regular season that's changing the fundamentals of the game and that cannot happen you need to make these changes without changing the foundation the core the crux of major league baseball you need you can find a way within the game to make it faster do not change the fundamental of the game trying to make it faster do not even think about it i beg of you for the sake of the future of baseball for the doubters that think that this game is currently dying as we speak please make this game faster so i want my kids and i want your kids to be watching baseball we will be watching baseball but they are currently a question mark and that is what is at stake for major league baseball so thank you for everyone listening i hope you as always enjoy this and for those who do not know about us we are on instagram twitter and facebook hopefully you tune in for more episodes and have tuned in to prior episodes we all we have great content stuff like this stuff on everything that may suit you um at any given point in time so until then major league baseball do what you need to do and don't be stupid and as always i'm here i'm out goodbye and thank you very much follow us on instagram facebook and twitter at high voltage with double a